You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Boston Hunter Blueberry Podcast. This is episode number 171 of East Central Indiana's favorite podcast. I'm Jeremiah Morrill. Today I'm joined by co-host Cade Coger and my forever co-host Dakota Davis. Uh, Zach Bertram is on assignment. Yes. Today's episode <laughs> features the three of us. There's no producer in the house and uh, co-host Zach, I guess, is on assignment. They're both on assignment. They're at the same place. I don't they know what are, Zach is at this point. He's like he's like our Mr. Mr. Versatility. Yeah, he uh, he just you know does it all, does a little bit of everything, but they are both at the at the same place. They're at the big meeting that's happening tonight. We got so many requests to do, cover the Ken and Gray's first meeting back since uh, he went off the rails on social media, and <laughs> we uh, you can't steal we, Rob Kendall's shtick. <laughs> yeah, we uh, well they're kind of similar in the way they act. <laughs> they did a lot of things for attention. And uh, anyway, they're both going to be uh, getting up and talking, I guess. It's going to be interesting. So Story time, huh? You know, maybe we'll talk a little bit about that. But of course, we have to do a weekly COVID-19 update. And uh, we're going to talk about schools a little bit, whether or not they should reopen. What are our opinions? What are our opinions on the, the rules that were set forth by um, local schools? If you're a parent, what should you be thinking about? And then, uh, Jeremiah, you are concerned about the Indianapolis Star. You think they're sabotaging the Indy 500. Yes. And also, Cade is here because he's the agriculture expert, and he's going to tell us what you should do if you get seeds in the mail from China that are labeled magic beans. (laughs) (laughs) This show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you. Other times we'll make you laugh. But hopefully you will always learn something new. Dakota, we've got some news on the Patreon front. That's did right. You, did you mail the stickers out? Is that the news? Nope. nope. Damn it. So waiting on Audrey's. Audrey is the maker of these stickers. Okay. We're not custom ordering these. Right. So she's got an, another set made. Well, is she uh, off? Is she off at the salt mines working? What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. She's uh, chipping away. Well. Well, we'll just we'll save that for another day. But anyway, <laughs> we have. <laughs> it's she's, a, she's it's gestating number two. Hey, everybody. It's a better story for an, another time. Uh, first of all, we need to say thank you to uh, some Patreon members. We have, we've got a new Patreon member this week, Jeremiah, Woo! actually yesterday. Very exciting. And this is, this is what I, I need to say. We have a, a new Patreon member. His name is John J O N. Um, there, and there's no last name that I found on Patreon. They just signed up for Patreon and then went by John. I don't know if it's a Patreon issue uh, I don't know if John just wants us to respect his privacy. <laughs> In which case, John, John not... listens to the show and doesn't want to get wrapped up, but he really wants that bonus content. Maybe that 
that could be. John, if you are listening, send me a message on Facebook so I can add you into the Facebook group and you can watch the videos from the Patreon portion. And you'll get the show notes. Every week. Yes. Dakota at BossHogGroupLiberty.com or Jeremiah at BossHogGroupLiberty.com to hit us up and figure that out. Correct. So, Patreon.com slash BossHogGroupLiberty. That's where you go to support the show. And uh, you get all those things we were just talking about. Bonus content every week. Bonus video. Um, you get show notes before every episode so you know what we're going to be talking about. You know you can follow along in real time as we do the live videos every week. If you donate at $50 or more a month, then we promise to give you a shout-out at the front of every episode. Those folks are Craig DaCosta, Chris Lamb, Christy Avery, and Jonathan Phillips. Chris Lamb is back. He's back in black. Back and better than ever. Yes. Well, Kicked it up. That's the truth. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate you, Chris. We're glad that you're back, back in business. Um, we have some news. Chris is, is going to have some news for the show, and we're going to have him on later to talk about his uh, his big announcement. So it has something gonna, to do with it. it. Had something to do with Cubans. It had something to do with something that he brought along last time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we also have our T chip stores. T chip dot com slash bho one two or three. Producer Chris isn't in the house tonight, so he can't even he can't even throw those into the chat to make it easy for people to click on them. We'll let one of our super members do it. They know <sighs> what to do. They know the drill. What a jerk. Uh, that's where you can go to get all of your boss. He's probably, he's probably sitting at that public meeting right now with what earpiece in watching the show anyway. I'm sure he Keep, is. Keeping an eye on Like a good producer. Yeah. And also... Like a mediocre producer. If you hear is. me mumbling or if you hear me doing something weird during the show, it's because I keep biting my lip in the same place over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the worst feeling in the world. Got a little something flaring up there, buddy? What's, what's wrong? Ah, it just happened earlier this week and I, I'm on a... I'm trying to bulk right now and I'm eating a lot of meat and you got the gout. No. And it's just, you know, sometimes if it, you're eating a lot of meat, then your meat's not the most tender stuff in the world. Or maybe you just, maybe you're a really shitty cook. You forget to take some. So you have to stop at the gas station to get beef jerky. <laughs> and then you wind I up didn't know you biting beef jerky, the man. crap out of your lip. Beef jerky is like, is like, uh, as far as meats go, it's so expensive. It, it is like stupid expensive. It is like the inkjet printer of fluids. Like it, 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 it's the most. It's it's more filet mignon is cheaper than jerky. Yeah, it, it is ridiculous. But I will say, there's a brand at Mister Fuel, and it comes in a plastic like uh, screw cap container, and it's called Dakota Jerky. Oh. I bought it. <laughs> Just because it sounds, had my name on it. <laughs> the, the marketing got you. The it? marketing got me good on that one. And it's actually super good. My There's problem, not a lot of seasoning. It's just like problem with salt the and pepper. Is, is the, they put way too much sugar in it for me. Yeah, that's uh, my problem too. Yeah. This is not that way. Right. And it's like cut with the grain so that it's not like that weird texture that you get from It's, it's real meat. It's not like yeah. reprocessed ground, ground something that they've... It's fantastic, back out and but it's like eighteen dollars for get you the a Traeger and make your thing. own. I have a pellet grill. There you I go. Should there you go? Yeah, yeah. I bet you could find some L and K beef on the cheap. I've got. Mm-hmm. A, I just need a meat. I've got slicer. an industrial grade, grade slicer we can use. Hey, we're just figuring out all kinds yeah. of things, and then I can have my own Dakota jerky. There you maybe, go. We, maybe, <laughs> maybe we can sell the Boss Hog brand jerky. Yeah, or you'll have the jerky done by the time Audrey finishes up her project, and we'll we'll undercut the original Dakota jerky and sell it for sixteen dollars, sixteen forty nine. We'll call <laughs> it size. We'll small. call it better Dakota jerky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, shoot. So I, I feel like I put in the show notes this week that this is the weekly COVID update. I don't know what else to call it. <laughs> I, I, I've got COVID blah. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of having to just dominate our lives constantly. I've been wearing my mask all week because the governor said I should. Um, you know, whatever. It's It's been so- no condition to it. I'm okay. My problem is, is because I live the affluent lifestyle of having two cars, I have to remember to either move my mask back and forth or have my inferior mask in, in one vehicle, which is a problem. I've got like extra masks tucked away, but I've got my one nice mask that I like. Have, the, you, uh, have you had mask struggles? Have trying to find the right mask? Yeah. The thing that so you like? The, obviously, I work in the electrical industry. We've talked about that. I have to wear fire retardant clothing every day and long sleeve shirt, pants, and we came across a bump in the road where it was, if you're within six feet of each other, you have to wear a mask. Also, you have to wear FR and you can't wear anything other than that. Hmm. So, so that sounds hot. Yeah, there was like a, a limbo thing where it was like, there's no FR masks. Like, do you want us, should, do we need to be cutting up shirts? Well, the company I work for got us these um, cloth masks. They were like T-shirts. And they were like this t-shirt material and they were not very good. Also, we're a lot of guys that do physical labor. We don't have small faces and the mask, like it, what kept happening is it, it would either fall underneath my nose or it would come up into my bottom lip. <laughs> <laughs> and that was super You're very annoying. tender, tender lip. But the, the company Tyndale that uh, provides our FR clothing, they came out with FR masks and they're nice and, but they're very hot. They're steamy. You know, whatever. That was my big mask struggle. I bought the, one of the fishermen's, you know, the neck, the whole thing you wear over the neck. The gator. The gator. I think it's it's called, it's called a gator. I think Mm -hmm. that is actually the name. Uh, A neck gator. A neck gator. And I, I put it on and I, I felt like I was getting choked. So now I need to, now I have to take the neck gator I got, pull the dimensions and then look at the other ones that are on Amazon and say, okay, this one's a little small. Can I find one that's just a touch bigger? Cause I think the feeling of it, I'm going to like that, but I, and it was white and it was lightweight, but I don't know. So for now I'm still wearing the over the ear mask, but that thing falls off. I, it's, it puts strain on your ears. Have you forgotten to wear your mask anywhere since the governor's mandate? No. I, I really struggled that week in New York. I keep going back to it. That week in New York was like what trained me to feel like I need to have the damn <laughs> yeah. mask. And now I'm very good at actually remembering to bring it or take it with me. And I've got extra masks tucked. Like I said, I've got them tucked in cars and in bags and everything. So I've almost always got one with me. I'm not like my wife where she's got one in her purse. I have to have it somewhere. I don't carry it in my pocket. So yeah, we have them in the, the vehicles. We have masks in the diaper bag. Just... The way of life now. My my employer gave me a just a ton of little cloth black masks that are fine. And then we had bought when we before we had those, we bought a bunch of bandanas because we didn't know what we'd need in certain places. So we've tried. We've played around with so many different combinations. And I'm hoping this gator thing works out for me, but I don't know. And now they've become the stylish thing, right? Everybody's everybody's got to show style. Cade, what are you what are you rocking? Uh, I'm still rocking just the single use paper ones. Yeah, but I it looks like this thing's not going to go away. Very soon. So I, I did end up, I ordered a couple of the Under Armour ones, the, the new sporty looking Fancy. Under Armour ones. Do you have to wear them at Jiu-Jitsu? No. Yeah, it's physical. With physical activity, physical you don't activity. have to. Yeah. Yeah. They, they are encouraging them at Anytime Fitness. And I'm yeah. like, 
Planet Listen. Fitness is requiring them, yeah. allegedly. And, and I, I saw a report from, I think John Sproils here locally said like 150 people dropped, left, left the Planet Fitness in probably in Muncie immediately. That, well, that's ridiculous. I mean, if you are doing really hard, ex- like if I'm, whenever I do a, a day where I'm working, doing a full body exercise and I'm throwing a Bulgarian bag around, sometimes my heart rate's getting upwards of 180 to 190. Mm-hmm. And you are, I mean, it's hard to explain how taxed you are to just breathe normally whenever you're that exhausted. So it's like, I couldn't imagine having, especially like my, the cloth one that I wear at work, having that over my face the entire time. Maybe it might be good for endurance. I mean, you can make that argument, but that would be horrible at the same time. Also, your mask would probably smell really bad. Well, we've always joked about the, uh, uh, about people that would wear the Bane masks in the gym anyway yeah, you know, on the treadmill yeah. and they've got the, the, to try to restrict their airflow so that they yeah, train Yeah, those better. people are like hardcore endurance athletes. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to, uh, I listened to that Rogan episode where the guy came on that talked about breathing. Uh, how breathing, how breathing yet. through your nose, you get 20% more oxygen. He has the, uh, the oxygen, like the O2 trainer company or something like that. Mm, I don't, he, he, He's like a, he did a lot of research on, it's just a, mm. a book called Breathe. Oh, okay. A and, different uh, episode then. Yeah. He's, it's, it's one of the more recent ones. It was like a week or two ago, but he was talking about how you breathe through your nose. You train yourself to breathe through your nose. You get 20% more oxygen. Hmm. And, uh, Interesting. So I've looked at it like that. I'm just trying to train myself to breathe more through my nose. So if you have a baby, you should pinch their lips shut. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's too young, Miller. <laughs> our, our gal, Christy Avery, says that she sells all kinds of masks through Norwex, and she posted a link in the chat. So you can go back and look at that if you're, uh, if you're watching along the way. You should do that. So uh, did it get more real today with Herman Cain passing away? Herman Cain ran for president in 2016. He's a former member of the was Federal 16? Reserve. Yeah. I thought it was 12. I think it was 2016. I think he was in the crowd with everybody else. Maybe maybe it was 2012. And he had to drop out because he had an affair with on his wife. Uh, that was alleged. Let's, uh, let's well, in his concession speech, he said, and he gave a talk. Well, actually, he made a quote from the Pokemon movie. And he said that it was very indicative of everything that's going on in his personal life with his wife and with the nation. So, I'm really wondering now what year he ran for president. Because I thought for I sure thought it, it was 2012. 20, it was 2012. How the hell do you remember that? You were like nine years old in 2012. <laughs> because I followed the 2012 campaign pretty closely because of Ron Paul. Yeah. Okay. That's what got me into paying attention to politics. 16-year-old Dakota. Mm. Yeah. whatever however old i was nine 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 all right so yeah he uh i did enjoy all the people that thought that ben carson died today um apparently oh Prom- wow Prom- Prom- black republicans there were people seems that were problematic con- that were confused by that one. <laughs> oh my god a member of the cabinet died no no it was a guy that ran for president um uh, but he had th- everybody tried to politicize it today saying he was you know oh my god he attended a trump rally two two months or two weeks before about two months ago but Two weeks before he was diagnosed, he uh, he went to the big Tulsa rally that they had. Here's that, the thing: twenty like, percent of the people. If you went that. to the Trump Tulsa rally, you probably were also doing a lot of other things that were not recommended. So that's that, that's that's what I looked at as I said, okay, well, say you say you went to that, but you also probably went to Kroger. You probably also went to Walmart. Exactly. You went to CVS. You got gas. 
why is it automatically that, you know, well, that's, well, you did go to that one place and I, it, we're going to talk about the Indy 500 later. That's the same fear that I have that the media and people that are looking for an angle are going to say is, well, you attended this one big thing that we can point at. So that's obviously where you got sick. Mm-hmm. That's not, I mean, that's not what causes it necessarily Could It's possible, yeah. but I, I don't think you can draw that direct line. It's a, it's a frustrating world. <laughs> Yeah, the I don't know. Politicizing every angle of this has been what's made it the, the worst, I think. Even the medicine's politicized, right? Yeah. Two days ago, it was a, a video by a bunch of doctors was put up declaring one thing. Every major social media platform pulled it down, saying it's not right. So now they're censoring free speech, which is obviously a terrible problem, too. Mm-hmm. Is that the right information? Hell, if I know, I'm just a guy that sells rebar, right? I have no idea. Um, I all I can do is try to make the best decisions for me and my family and do what I do what I can to be careful. But I, I don't know. Throw my hands up at this point. You just throw your hands up. You, you get, you get probably great information from one side and terrible information from the other side, but they yell about it long enough. And two months later, you're just, you're just numb. So they, they told us that we had to wear masks. Governor Holcomb told us it would be a class B misdemeanor. If you did, if you were out in public, you didn't have your mask on jail. Yep. Which was uh jail time. Well, how much, how long was it? Six months, six, six months in jail, six months days. in jail, 180 days, $500 fine and a thousand dollar fine. Oh God. It's even worse. Yeah. That's twice as bad. You know what else is a class B misdemeanor? <sighs> failing, failing to uh, take out the trash. A sexual battery from a trusted physician. Same thing. Same thing. How? How in, how does anyone in their right mind look at those two things and go, deserving of the exact same penalty? This is neither pro-mask or anti-mask. It's just saying, that seems ridiculous. First of all, there's no way that the Henry County Jail could hold everyone that didn't wear a mask in Walmart <laughs> <laughs> for 180 days. Let alone, let alone the rural king. Mm-hmm. Real King was there, the last bastion to me. Walmart, Walmart was going to take it itself. I've not guys, been. Did you guys get multiple requests to join groups that were like Indiana residents yeah, yeah, against yeah. wearing masks? <laughs> I, I joined every one of them because I, <laughs> I just enjoy the chaos. Oh boy, no! <laughs> I've been purging my Facebook of all those stupid groups. As Kate, as uh, Chase said last week, he was uh, he was fine with wearing the mask until they told him he had to, and now he just doesn't want to. He wants to, <laughs> yeah. he wants to protest and throw, burn his mask. I did it's go like, into Real King today. And they have big yellow signs posted on their doors that say masks are required. I was like, hmm. <laughs> I have my mask on already walking up to the door and I saw the sign. And I was like, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't know. That's just the American in me. It's just, it's just, it, you have to get in the habit of remembering. to bring Literally it. like eight days later though, Holcomb went to a fundraising event Yeah, and he was on stage with three other people. Didn't wear it. No social distancing, no mask. And in the crowd, they weren't forcing the they weren't enforcing mask wearing either. Where are the patriots? Where are the people from these Facebook groups? Seventeen seventy six will commence again. <laughs> I think he got over top my beard. He's throwing elbows. Break out the guillotine. I want masks on everybody. Right? Punishable by death. That's what yeah. So Holcomb, also, there's been a lot of pressure. I think at least five Republican, we have a Republican governor, at least five Republican legislators have said, hey, we need to come back into session. 
the General Assembly should be acting on this thing. Your, your emergency. I just saw Jim Lucas. Yeah. No, no I surprise see, there. Didn't he, didn't he do something crazy? <laughs> Lucas did it. Yeah, he 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 did one with a nylon over his head. But yeah, uh, I, I know Kurt nicely did, and a bunch of others uh, signed signed a letter saying calls back into session because we I, have to have a say in this too. I like Jim, but Jim's social media is horrible. Oh man, it's so bad. He just doesn't do himself any favors. No, no. And like I, what what has happened to and I, I I appreciate Jim, and I have a, a you know Jim and I talk, and it's a. I, I would consider him very friendly, but I, I, unfortunately, Jim has gotten in a position where he is, he is the Indiana's AOC. So as, as the Republicans look at AOC yeah. or Nancy Pelosi or somebody to raise money on their image and their likeness and have demonized him, the Indiana Democrats have done the same thing with Jim Lucas. Mm-hmm. So anything he does just gives them fundraising power and gives them issues. Um, it's just the reality of it. That's the politics of it. And it's the way he he's, conducted himself in the public on the public side it you know it is what it is but i think i think he's developed some tremendous legislation and some of the arguments he's made have been tremendous as well don't agree on everything yeah. obviously but i think he's done uh, he, he's been i think indiana's better off for having him in the legislature sure yep. for sure he's just wild on social media <laughs> <laughs> it's an adventure that's what i've been saying all week is 2020 is an adventure guys Let's he calls enjoy. out he calls out the governor for making this mask mandate and he posts a picture of his 1911, his, <laughs> and his, fifth, his 50 cal 1911, <laughs> and, a, and a pocket constitution. And people are like, is this a threat? And he's like, why would you think that? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because it, you said, come get me, Eric Holcomb, with a picture of a gun. Like... I, well, uh, yeah, but with Jim Lucas, I think he's probably always got a gun. I, oh, he does. I, mean, I, I, mean, and I, I picture if you get if you go to build Jim's uh, living room, he's probably got one on the dining room table. I'm, he's got one on the end table. He's got one by the door. Shotgun. He's by got the door. one in the shower. He's yeah. got a shower I'm gun. One hundred percent sure that whenever he said, whenever he was like, "Why would you think this is threatening?" He was being totally legitimate. Yeah, <laughs> there's no doubt in my mind. That's just who he is as a person, and there, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, he could threaten the governor. I really wouldn't care that much, to be honest with you. I don't know the governor. Uh, I met him whatever. once at a debate. He was awkward as hell. He um, seems like a good guy. I see him post stuff on social media. If you go up to him and you're in public and you ask for a selfie, he'll take one with you, even if you're not wearing a mask. Just anytime. <laughs> anytime, anywhere. Oh, man. Rob, our boy Rob Kendall's had some fun with that one, too. Yeah. Um, so schools are reopening. No, but back. Time out. Back up. Nope. We were the president this morning said he wanted to cancel the election. Yeah. He said, uh, he wants to get out. It's done. Uh, Amash this morning said that the U S doesn't have a functioning legislative body. A few leaders just call the shots on everything at this point. That's, that's what you got. But that was the wrong tweet scrolling. I've done a lot of t- this week. I have taken up Twitter. Like it's my job. Uh, but I chose the wrong thing. Oh, that's why I got to get my tweets and replies. This is it. Vamping dancing. Looking, scrolling, efforting. Here we go. Amash said Trump is freaking out. Trump this morning had the, with universal mail-in voting, not absentee voting, which is good, 2020 will be the most inaccurate and fraudulent election in history. It'll be a great embarrassment to the U.S. Uh, Delay the election until people can properly, securely, and safely vote. Seems kind of convenient that he, he does tweet this right as his poll numbers start dropping. I, I question, does that mean that Amash is stuck in Congress forever? Then if we cancel the election, does Amash have to stay? 
Is that the, if you, what, what do you do? If you cancel the election, what happens to all the people that are serving now? Cancel it for four, four more years. Four more. <laughs> it's, just, it's just insane. I, I we, we had us so far off of this, the shark. This of, cancel culture had, thing is going so far. Yeah, even the president. <laughs> we've, we've had we've had elections in pandemics. We've had elections in times of war. We did a primary in Indiana earlier this year. Pulled it off. Did okay. The thought of not having an election. I, at this point, we're living with it, right? That's that's where we're at. Is Trump we're finding should, ways to live in. Trump should of this. not try to cancel the election. Trump should say that we need to keep we need to keep the regulations surrounding elections to the states, and then it should be up to a state to decide if they're going to Is, close polling places, if they're going to keep them open, do only absentee or mail in ballots. That should be a state issue. And whenever Trump campaigned, he talked tremendously about the Tenth Amendment and states' rights because he said he kept saying that Obama had trampled all over him. And we've seen nothing but this administration except for him doing the same thing that every president before him did and making more executive orders and sweeping legislation that touched areas that the federal government has no place in touching. And that is exactly what this issue boils down to. It's a states' rights issue. They don't have the federal government has has no legal precedence to mandate the how but, a state holds its elections. But your error in that logic is that Donald Trump doesn't have any any compass on this. It's all whatever the hell is uh, arbit- It's all arbitrary to that moment. What's what makes sense to him? Well, it's what it's what. There's no constitutionalism his, to him. It's what riles up his fan base because he's got such a tremendous uh, fan base below him, like a legitimate rock star so that he it's he can say something he can tweet something and people jump all over it and they love it and then the and then places like cnn and msnbc they jump all over it and they hate it and that just makes people who love trump love that tweet even more what is it and it's just a vicious cycle that we've seen and it's an exhausting cycle that we've seen for the past three years one of my neighbors has trump pence mowed into their yard. Can you guys believe that? <laughs> Thank Who God. would do such a thing? <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Thank God you couldn't. You didn't do this that. This guy's it'd crazy. Be, it'd, be, <laughs> it'd be dead. <clears throat> if you listen to the Patreon, you'll understand. I wonder if he's getting story. death threats. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I right. wonder if he should drone it. Yeah. He should drone it yeah. and then send, send it, it to, to all of his friends. Yeah. Send it to all his friends. See what happens. Maybe the news will pick it up. Who yeah. knows? All right. So, Cade, you've got uh, you got little ones. Mm-hmm. Your uh, your oldest is he is he going to school this year or is it a way a year off? He yeah. He's already he started last year. So yeah, he started, he started kindergarten grade. last year. So he'll be first grade this year. So, so this is a real concern for the Coger family. Mm-hmm. Schools are coming back. Mm-hmm. That's the plan in Indiana right now. The governor, in his most late uh, latest edict of uh, Indiana four point five point one said that all public schools are going to require masks the whole time unless they don't have to have them for athletic reasons or or whatever. They're, it's not a one-size-fits-all, but it's a one-size-fits 99.9%. Mm-hmm. But schools are starting back up in August in Indiana, so next month. What uh, what do we think? Right, we got to pick a side here. Is it we risk it and we go and we push forward and we find a way to try to go to school and send the kids back, or is it... Let's call timeout. Let's stop. It's too risky. We're going to get people killed. We're going to have orphans. It's going to be terrible. And we're just going to take another year off. Mm-hmm. What's, wh- what's our, where are we at here collectively? Uh, I mean, yeah, we're going to, 
we've we've decided that we're going to send Cannon back to school like normal, just under the new rules that they're going to have with the masks of everything. Um, everything that we know and have seen, we've made that conscious decision. You know, with respect to whatever somebody else wants to do, I know they're offering. Uh, you can still do online courses and stuff if you'd rather not send your kid back, and I think that's a good option too if people want to do that. But I think everybody's going to kind of make their own uh, assessment uh, about what's going on, and. As far as we've talked about it, I think we're we feel pretty safe with him going back to school uh, with with uh, new guidelines that they're going to have in place here at Newcastle. So, to go to your new dad, it's not a decision you have to make quite yet. But is this a? I mean, <laughs> it, a few it, years. <laughs> it's not. Uh, he's not. Jackson's not quite ready for kindergarten. Are are people being overly dramatic when they say that it's too risky to send everybody back to school and we're making human petri dishes and we're taking all these risks? Is that is that too far or should we actually be having a conversation be, now that we're a couple weeks out of let's not do this and let's, let's wait a year. Do you want to, I, I don't know that it's, that is necessary. I think that, I think that what Holcomb's done is a good thing. Setting a, setting a precedent and showing uh, what the state believes should be done, but also saying, Hey, if you are a parent and you don't feel comfortable having your kid back at school, that's fine. We're fine with it. Do, you know, do whatever. Uh, you know, you don't even necessarily have to show us proof of testing of homeschooling this year. So it's just, you know, that that is a good thing. That, and that's a great thing that he's done. And I think it's really the only safe thing that, that they can do. Because, I mean, you shut the schools down, then there's a, there's a, trickling out effect that that's going to have on the greater community of all of a sudden parents who are barely scraping by and both parents are working two jobs. They can't afford a babysitter. They can't afford to send their kid to daycare. Now they don't have, you know, now one of them has to quit their job and maybe, you know, maybe they can't draw these extra unemployment benefits that the federal government had been giving. Maybe they've run out soon it's just a really bad situation to be in. So the state just has to do what they did and kind of step back in that area and go, listen, if you're a parent, then do what's do what you think is best. And there's going to be no judgment from the state on what you think. Just, you know, try to we're going to try to make it to where we have these common sense implementations that we've adopted for everybody else in public life, which is, you know, try to wear a mask and try to stay separate from each other. As of, as of this week, 97% of the deaths in Indiana are the age 60 and over 91% are 70 and over. Right. So it's when people are saying, Hey, the, you know, you're going to have kids that are orphans over this. It, I don't think that's the age group that's at risk. That might it may not be the necessarily older, be true. It may be the older teachers that are at risk that are that are still working and having to go into into the environment. But I I don't think you know Cade's thirty something years old, right? I that's the that's the age range that I think we're looking at for most of the parents. I think the the kids and the parents that are involved. I think I think we can find a way to to make lemonade out of lemons that we've been given this year and yeah. find a way to force on. You know, we've, it's been a, an entire year of trying to be creative and adapting and figuring it out, but I don't think there's any way to be fair to just unplug, right? Mm-hmm. We I can't, think Holton's we can't, done a decent job, to be honest. He's legitimately trying. The economy, I, I would not want to be in Governor Holcomb's shoes right now. 
there are, there are people that horrendous. are foaming at the mouth mad that, oh my God, we're sending people back to school and they're, they're worked up over it. But I don't, I don't see how you can have it both ways. No, you got to pick can't. one at some point, right? Right. Yeah, you absolutely can. You it's can't, just, you can't not educate for a generation. You can't not run the world. We still have to eat. Yeah. Kate has to get crops in the ground. They have to get to market. And then all we of a sudden, to, do we, we have, have to keep electricity on? I have to build bridges. That's what do we have someone who got held back for a year? Not, and they're not going to be, they're going to be 20 whenever they graduate. There's just a lot of variables. So <laughs> yeah. the answer for my family and my kids is going to be different than Dakota's or anyone else that has, you know, a different living situation. Some people might live with, with their grandparents. So maybe, maybe sending their kids to school puts those, those people at risk and maybe, you know, maybe that's not going to work for them, but they have, we, everybody has options. So homeschooling, uh, virtual Academy and stuff like that. I think, the state, I mean, all the way down to the local level, I think we've we've all come up with enough options. Um, I think people are going to be and able to I'm choose a, what If what I'm a school corporation or if I'm a private school looking at all of this going on right now, I'm going, listen, guys, we have a real opportunity here. And that opportunity is to really vamp up everything that we have for public health and going and trying to show and compete for students saying these are the measures that we're implementing. This is why it's better than Newcastle school corporation, try high schools. And this is why you should be considering us or try. I mean, basically that we already saw that whenever Newcastle came out with what their recommendations were, which was basically no masks required. And basically Newcastle's requirements, they, they were like, at first, we're just going to go back to school as normal. Mm-hmm. And if you want to wear a mask, then you can wear a mask. And then Tri said, mm, we're hiring a new school nurse. We are going to require social distancing. We're going to kick it up a little. And we are going to require masks. And if I'm a parent and I see the two, and if my, me personally, if I'm sending my kid to Newcastle, I'm going, and I have the ability me to go to Tri. Me really serious about that. Then I would go, then I would go, well... I'm I'm looking at Trigo and they're taking this more seriously. And I think that that is a real opportunity for schools because here in Indiana, they are, you know, this is going to be weird because a lot of schools hate this, but they are fortunate enough to be able to compete with surrounding schools for students, which also means competing for funding and, you know, take advantage of it while you have it. That's what I think, but yeah. Or they could go the other way and they go, listen, we're in rural Indiana. You know, screw the governor. You don't need to wear a mask here. <laughs> yeah. Until, <laughs> until the state, until the state well, I mean, stops giving your funding. A private school, they could do the same thing. It's their private property, right? All right. So what do you do when the first kid, the first classroom gets sick? And that's, that's where you're screwed because then you go, ah, and you know, it's going to happen. And I saw a a tweet the other day where someone made a really valid point, which was you're going to send your kid to school in a Paul patrol mask and he'll come home with a Spider-Man mask because they traded him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that, that is the, I mean, that's the truth. That's going to happen. And Oh, you don't use your mask. Borrow mine. Yeah. And I I sneezed in this mask. Do you have an extra one, Billy? Yeah, exactly. I have one. My mom made it. That's it's it, 
So it, at it, some point it, it becomes theater down. anyway, right? You've got it, you got to. Everybody's got to have one on. You go to a restaurant. You got to have your mask on when you get in the door, and then they walk you 14 feet across the place. And then you go sit down. And you have your mask off for half an hour. Then you put your mask on to go take a leak. So you, so you were gone for a minute and a half, and then you go sit back down at your table, and then you do 90 more seconds with the mask on. Yep. I, it's, at that point, it kind of starts to feel like theater a little bit. We're Even if we get game. through this and there's no kids that are horrifically sick, because uh, as of right now, the data looks like kids getting it, first of all, is extremely rare. And if they do get it, then they likely had some other type of pre-existing condition. They had a compromised immune system, asthma, other things that can happen in childhood. And you, and luckily, very, very luckily, they, they usually don't get hit very hard. And, you know, in the whole world, there's probably been what can fit on one finger of deaths under the age of 18 from this. And so, you know, you, you have to take a look at that and go, okay, well, that's true. But then also, like Cade said, there's kids that live with their grandparents are we going to be able to measure if there's kids that brought it that were asymptomatic carriers brought it to their grandparents? Our boy, or parents our boy Chase lives in a very blended killed. home, right? Right. He's a perfect example of three to four generations living under the same roof. And, you know, it's that's where it becomes difficult. Do you track those? Do you is the state going to try to just sweep them under the rug and act like it didn't happen? I don't know. And I don't know what I would do if. I was in that position of power. It would be super difficult. That's where maybe you do choose choose the e-learning. But I don't know. Do you feel like the quality of the education was was good enough in the last two months of of the e-learning for for your son? Uh, it depends. Yeah, if you can get your kid to do it. You know, every kid's every kid's going to be a little bit different. Uh, parents are going to have different uh, time on their hands. Whether they how much they can actually. Uh, pay attention and, and keep their kids on top of, on top of tasks. But it, it was, it was a fight. It's a fight to uh, get your kids to continue with those things. Cause number one, you, they're going from in classroom setting to they're at home on the computer now. Right. So just making that adjustment and then also figuring out how to connect the dots to these things we're doing on the computer are, it's part of learning. It's not something that's just going to make you mad because, you know, we had trouble with keeping Cannon on task and keeping him from getting mad because he didn't understand how things worked. So there's there's just a lot of hurdles. There was a lot of hurdles with that in e-learning, and I've heard, I've heard a lot of parents gripe about, you know, have, having to kind of wade through what was going on with that. So Justin Juice Kelly is in the chat. He's the host of the Juice in the Morning podcast. We're a big fan of Justin around here. Uh, and he says Greenfield had their first back today. So today was the first day of school in Greenfield. One kid was sent to school by the parents that had a pending test and the test came back positive. Yeah. Day number one. Yeah. So you've already got a breach in the wall. It's, <sighs> yeah. It's going to happen. And do you shut the whole school down? Yeah. Do you, do, you, do? Do, do you shut down a school? Do you shut down a classroom? Do you, do you isolate it into a little cell? How do you? You can't just shut down a classroom in a high school though. Right. Because they're passing, you know, they're going around constantly. Mm-hmm. One teacher sees maybe 200 kids in a day. I don't know. I, I mean, 30 times seven periods. I was that 210. My, my math's a little yeah. short there, but I just think, you know, also the data for all of this is kind of arbitrary and nobody knows real numbers for a lot of things. Um, the way that you, you can prove it can be skewed one way or the other. So it makes it hard to get people to follow the same program as far as wearing masks and doing everything they can to stop the spread. But I think it, it kind of plays yeah. back into having options for moving forward 
everybody's going to have to weigh their own situation. You know, you're, you're going to have your own I've, individual needs. I have heard stories of people who work at, in an elementary school saying that parents have called and said, I don't want to send my son back to school because of COVID-19, but I'd still really like to sign him up for football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You got your priorities. So I think what we've learned here is that there is no answer. There is no rule book. We yeah. have to pretend like we're the adults in the situation and make the best decisions we can. Yep. And we're going to figure it out as we go along. Cause this is once a century pandemic. We're figuring it out. All right. My, uh, my mother-in-law Libby, Elizabeth Potter, you'll see her in the chat constantly. Lovely woman. She's, uh, She's held a grudge against the Indianapolis Star for about 25 years because they ran a series of stories against the Rosalind Bakery in Indianapolis, which you guys may not even remember existing anymore, but it was a local bakery yep. and, and they were, uh, the remnants of them are all over, all over they town. They didn't bake still. the cake, did they? Uh, they had some <laughs> cleanliness issues a time or two <laughs> that the Indy Star just hammered them over and they wrote nasty story after nasty That's story cool. after nasty story. And it caused people to stop going and it killed Roslyn Bakery. Hometown Bakery had like 17 or 18 locations around Indianapolis. And you'll still see the signs that they had a very distinctive sign. And now there'll be a Boost Mobile or a donut shop or whatever around town mm -hmm. uh, all over Indianapolis. But they're, they still are around. The, the signs and the old sites are. But they've been gone since I was like middle school age. I think the Indy Star is trying to do that to the Indy 500 now. And if that happens, I'm going to have the same screw you Indy Star mentality <laughs> as Libby Potter. Because they are on the verge of causing everybody to freak the hell out over my race. Between James Briggs, the editor, Greg Doyle, the sports writer, and Dana Brenbo, the, uh, the, uh, she's a local reporter. They have run three stories saying, don't run this race. Stop it. Don't run this race. You're out of control. You're crazy. You're going to kill us all. We're, we're doing the wrong things. IU Hospital doesn't support it. Just screaming about the Indy 500 happening. The day after the Indianapolis Motor Speedway said, hey, we're going to go from half capacity to 25% capacity, Greg Doyle did write a story last week saying, hey, everybody, it's it's mutual consent. Everybody knows what they're doing. I'm going to go. But then today he wrote another story saying the hell with it. Youth sports overpowers doctors and everything else. It's just this drum they've been beating. They've decided mm -hmm. somebody in that building down on downtown Indianapolis has decided that they're going to. Probably because you keep giving them your clicks. <laughs> I, I'm I'm looking at it saying what the hell guys I, I, and if you watch the the national media the same thing is happening with the NFL there are there are guys that are that are looking at it and they are beat reporters for the NFL and it's almost like they're cheering for COVID to end the season mm -hmm. like they're on the side of wanting to see the car crash so that they have the story so that they can say we told you so it's like this moral superiority of mm -hmm. we told you you shouldn't do this just, just quit, right? It's the don't quit or don't do it. You should quit. It's too dangerous. There's no way to do it. The Indianapolis Motor Speedway released a 90 page plan last week that said, Hey, here's how we're going to do it exactly. We, we talked about it last week. And today you've got IU Health saying, Well, we've, we don't agree with anything you're doing. And IMS says, You're not being constructive at all. Greg Doyle says, Well, yeah, they're being constructive. They said, Hold it without fans. People at some point have to be able to make their own decision. So I don't know. Am I crazy? Am I making this too big of a deal, Dakota? It's going to be the largest gathering of people since the pandemic started. Mm. And it's I, going to be right here in Indiana. I for sure wouldn't go. 
I, I did see, I think it was yesterday they announced the high school sports weren't going to experience any difference there. Everything was still going to go IH, schedule. IHSAA said today they're going to go forward. Yeah. Yesterday afternoon, Marion County Health Department said they're going to hold off on all youth sports until October 1st. Two hours later, they reversed that decision. Oh, wow. So, and that's a part of the Doyle story as well. And if you, if you're a subscriber to the, uh, to Patreon, jump in the, uh, jump in the Patreon group and our show notes are in there with links to all the stories. You know what? IMS says that they have a plan. Let them do their plan. Why yeah. is that? Why does the fake news media have to get involved in everything? <laughs> what do they think it's their job to like tell people the <laughs> <with> facts? <laughs> Every, it, at some point, and this is this is the mentality that I've developed, I guess, through this, is that you find a way to figure it out, right? It's yeah. it's the same it's the same place I came down on the school issue, and it, this is where my brain has been this week. Is that, damn it, the world keeps giving us lemons, and we're going to find a way to make some sort of lemonade out of it. People we're are going to hate IMS out how to either exist. way. If they go ahead with twenty five percent capacity, then the people who are really taking this pandemic, pan, pandemic pandemic the most serious yeah let's just let's keep calling it a out. pandemic yeah the damn pan- pandemic <laughs> the pandemic the but those people are going to freak out they're going to hate ims because of this and if they go for it and they say no fans then people like jeremiah who make a a, a week-long celebration out of the Indy i'm 500 only going are to gonna go be race angry day. too i'm so going race day only that's it it's it they they're in a no win situation just like everybody else. Let them develop their own plan, and if you decide that hey, going in going to the track with a thousand other people is I'm willing to take that risk, then you decided that. That's I mean, no one can stop you. It's your right, but I mean, I know I know that it there's... comes down to what what do we think IMS their decision should be the facility is massive if you look at the plan it could hold vatican city yankee stadium churchill downs i think the the and about three other sites all within the acreage of what they have there right so they're going to have about eighty thousand people the infield where i have a parking pass to is going to have less they're going to have more parking available because they're not going to have any concerts set up Mm -hmm. they're going to have 10 percent of the crowd that they normally do in the infield and i'm going to have my own camping area so the people that i ride in with are the people that i'm going to be with and then yeah, I but been, what about going around to vendors and, and going to the porta potties and things like that? So they're going to have regular bathroom cleaning schedules. Everybody is every single person that comes in is getting a temperature check as they come into the track. Every single person is going to be issued a mask. Every single person when they come onto the campus is going to be issued hand sanitizer. Hmm. Every person's getting that. As and soon you know, as they come also in. apparently this thing dies in the sunlight. It's se- like so, immediately. So we've been told that it's seventeen times less likely to get passed when you're outside. Yeah. And they have gone through and they have reseated everybody so that if you sit in the seats you have. I got new tickets for the Indy 500 today in the mail or yesterday in the mail. And they moved me up one row and over four seats because how, how they did they whittle right? it down capacity wise? Every person that held tickets got an email. Okay. And they were told if you have four seats, we'll guarantee you two. Hmm. If you have two seats, we'll guarantee you two. If you don't want any seats, you get a credit for next year. You're good to go. So everybody went through over the last two weeks and said, how many do you want to keep? Gotcha. And they came back and it was about 25%. And then they said, okay, we're going to keep you in a seat similar to what you have and we'll take care of you. Huh. So every, every everybody got moved so they're putting in, in and rearranged. It sounds like they're putting in a lot of work 
and it sounds like they're trying to do the best out of a bad situation. They're trying to make sure that because what do you think? Probably probably only 25% of the people that are at the race are really there because they're diehard race fans anyway. Yeah, it's so going to be probably still trying to make sure that that community is still able to enjoy the day. And they're still trying to defeat their own liability concerns. You're going to have so. a, 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 an empty row in front of you, empty row behind you, seats yeah. to your left and right. So, you know what? Jim, Greg, and Dana, just shove it for all I care. Just take it. <laughs> we'll figure it out on our own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not the very first place to have fans at a racetrack either. They've done it. I'm going to Middle Ohio in a week and a half. They're going to have fans in, in, in Columbus, Ohio. They had fans at Iowa Speedway a couple of weeks ago. They're going to have yeah. fans in Saint in uh, Illinois, Southern Illinois near. It'll Saint be Louis. fine, but just be prepared for the Indianapolis Star as soon as they find one person that. Oh yeah, it's going to be this. It's going to be the Herman, to, the Herman Cain story again, right? Yeah. As soon as somebody dies from COVID nineteen eight weeks after the Indy five hundred, if they found out that that person did attend the Indy five hundred, they're going to paint that link, forgetting that they mm-hmm. did go to Rural King and they bought gasoline and they went to Walmart. And they went to a church function and they went to a government meeting. They did all of those things. But no, that one three-hour time that they spent at the Indy 500 is what got them the virus. Right. That's the story that's going to be painted. Outside. So, Kate. What's up? I get a bit yellow package in the mail. <laughs> My shop app says that I didn't have any packages expected today. Okay. I open it up. There's beans inside. Oh, no. And I'm like, where is this from? And there's Mandarin Chinese written all over the outside of the package. Mm-hmm. So I go, hmm, this is interesting. It's like a modern day Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah. So plant the beans. Yeah. Good idea or bad idea? If it grows into a beanstalk that goes into the class, call me. <laughs> okay. I'll, you'll be the first no, person it's, I call. It's probably, you can roll with a giant. It's, it's probably, <laughs> honestly, I've not looked. I've not looked really far into this. It's just been kind of an interesting story. The, that's made the U S department of agriculture put out on Twitter and all their social media today saying, um, we have a link now on yeah. our website. You can report these things. So it's like, it seems like it's becoming more serious now Yeah. before it sounded like a hoax story. Yep. I've seen it from at least seven or eight verified, like, Department of Agriculture in a state stories like yeah. I, I, off of their official t- Facebook pages. I saw a pretty official story out of maybe people or us weekly or somebody, you, uh, somebody, a, a legitimate news story saying that it, they've, the seeds have shown up in like 38 States already. Yeah. And I know some I, Henry County people have seen them all. Henry already. County. Yeah. I think we here. should, we should package Palmer Amaranth and, and water hemp and send them back to China. Unmarked. That's a great idea. We should, yeah, yeah we should return fire. Right. So the Occam's razor of this situation came from the Department of Homeland Security. And they said this kind of thing happens frequently where a Chinese company that sells things on like wish.com will send, find a random address and they will send things there. And they can, they do this because then they can put it the recipient of that package as a verified purchase mm-hmm. and then write a fake review for that product. Mm. Apparently this happens all the time where people get packages that they didn't order at their house and they're thinking that it's the same exact thing that's going on. It just happens to be that seeds are super cheap to send to people's house. They sent seeds and normally they'll send some other little trinket too. So maybe that is what's happening Dakota. 
Uh, City Councilman Brian Sheehan down in Rushville had my favorite theory in all of this. I'm going to let Dakota read it out loud because yeah. I think this is this is perfect. <laughs> Brian said that somewhere in China there's a group of lovely old ladies and they are gardeners saying maybe this wasn't the best time to share. I, I know you're pointing at a different one, but I think no, this that, that was the one I was trying to oh. keep it from blacking out. Oh, <laughs> you're doing great. And it says maybe this wasn't the best time to share our love of plants with the rest of the world. <laughs> Let's keep this to ourselves. That's pretty true. <laughs> it was just some people trying to share seeds, join the seed club. And then the next thing you know, they created, but I thought that was interesting coming from Homeland security. Like you get something random sent to your house. And then all of a sudden you show up on Amazon or wish.com as a verified purchaser of an item, writing a review for something under your name, because because <clears throat> it's been verified. They can verify that they sent it to your house. Bill Lowry's in the chat and he says that he's still waiting on the flower seeds he ordered from wish.com back in March. <laughs> I have I have terrible news about wish.com, Bill. <laughs> you may you may want to change sources. Wayfair. That was Wayfair. Oh, Wayfair. Yeah, well any of the w.coms I would just I would I would say you might be in trouble. <laughs> it's not looking good. It's not looking good at all. I don't know. So honestly, in all seriousness, if you do get the seeds, go to your local extension office, yep. right? So the Purdue extension, Henry County will take them off your hands. Ask for Kelsey Myers. They'll ask for Kelsey. She'll take, she'll take <laughs> this your is seeds. Her problem. Now. This is, they're, they're her issue, but that's why, that's why extension exists. And they're in yeah. every community in the state of Indiana. And you have an extension office. Um, extension is an extension of your uh, land grant university. Every state has one. So if you live in Illinois, if you live in Ohio, wherever you are, there's a, there is an extension office. The big in your worry community. is that people like someone like me would get the seeds and I butt up to woods. My house butts up to woods and I go, see what happens. Just throw these out. And I, I plant them where my garden is, which is right next to the woods. And that's an invasive species of plant that happens to populate very well in this climate. Mm hmm. And then all of a sudden, it chokes out all of the native uh, vegetation. Yeah, category in the woods. five. Super it goes poison through the ivy. woods, and now it's in the cornfield behind the woods, and it's also mm -hmm. Roundup resistant. Yeah, and Cade yeah. can't get rid of it. <laughs> and now we all starve to death, and we can't get our fifteen percent ethanol blend. Yeah. And the deer start eating it, and it's a carrier of chronic wasting disease. And, and then all of a sudden, all the deer and in the maybe area this was gone. maybe the the same Chinese lab that invented the coronavirus did this too, and it's wave two of the attack. That's <laughs> what the be. craziness will, will spin out to. Just give it a week or two, and your five G loving aunt is going to be telling you about what these stage were. two, stage two, yeah. it's coming. This is all part or three of or four. Plan. I don't know where we're at now. But. I think it's the Nephilim. <laughs> <laughs> Juice is in the chat. He says, "I'm telling you, it's a simulation." And the person playing the game got bored. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just. It never ends. Oh, 2020 is a perfect year for this to happen. Are we sure these, are we sure it's not, it's not like mushrooms? Like if we plant them, we'll get mushrooms. I've seen so many different seeds because there are, yeah, it might be a solution to all these problems. <laughs> yeah. It was the antidote. Everybody just plant them. It the was, whole country needs this right now. Trust it us. It was the antidote. Just, <laughs> you guys aren't leaving your houses anyway. Get some grow lights. And all of a sudden. Plant them in your house and don't let them outside and see what comes All of a sudden up. there's 300 million people. Joining arms, singing a Jimi Hendrix songs. Everything's cool now. Yeah. So, are is buying grow lights going to be a suspicious activity because everybody's everybody's trying to grow these seeds? Joe Rogan them. and Post Malone are going to run for president. <laughs> oh God. Okay, I was a baseball fan for twelve hours this week, Dakota. This none of this will make any sense. To you me. you were telling me before the show 
Yeah, you, you're telling me we're going to do weekly COVID. We're going to do schools reopening. We're going to do the Indy Star trying to kill the 500. Kane's going to talk about seeds. And he said, and then we're going to talk about Joe Kelly. Does that sound good? I was like, sounds great, but I have no idea who Joe <laughs> Kelly is. <laughs> so uh, a year or so ago, the Dodgers and the Astros met in the World Series. And we talked about that last week on the show with Joey as well. And me not understanding how in the hell the Dodgers were uh, or how the Astros were in the AL, but they met in the world series. Turns out that the Astros were stealing signals and cheating. So that, that story came out this last off season, a bunch of people got fired, lots of anger, no suspensions, nothing ever really happened. The teams kind of policed themselves, but nobody got thrown out of the league. Uh, but the manager got fired. A bunch of, a bunch of management people got thrown out of that team. And anybody that was on that team that went somewhere else, I think they, the, the Boston Red Sox wound up firing their manager who was associated with it. It, it went a long ways, but there was going to be, there was going to be some fallout when these teams met again. So they played and this, uh, this pitcher, Joe, uh, Joe Kelly got, uh, got a little behind in the count. And instead of, uh, instead of just taking it, he said, screw it. Guys get on base anyway. I'm throwing at him. So he ducks, ducks down to the ground, <laughs> drops, drops down, <clears throat> takes his base. So Kelly isn't done. This is just a little bit of savage citizen justice here. Kelly throws, tries to throw him out at first base like three times and just keeps throwing at the player right yeah. at his rib cage. Just yeah. boom, boom, boom. Savage, right? Next patter comes up, does the same thing, throws at him. <clears throat> and then he winds up getting a double play to get out of it. Uh, and then to get out of that, the last guy gets struck out. And then there's some words about throw, throw the ball and not today, bitch, and all this stuff. And they make, start making faces. It, it is theater. It's exactly what you want. I was interested. I was a Joe Kelly fan. I was happy, excited, ready. They're to already the selling t-shirts. With yeah. Oh, the, the, the t-shirts yeah. are out there. It was perfect. <laughs> and then the next day, the MLB suspends him for eight games. Yeah. Listen, man, you can't do that. Bullshit. No, no. It's the no fun league again. This is this is what I want. I want to be entertained. We're in yeah. a damn pandemic. Uh, He's taking up the fight. Like, don't you be Mr. Okay. 1962. This is this is proper baseball and you can't do that. What are you Listen, doing to me, Dakota? As a kid growing up that did academic teams <laughs> and band. Chubby, long hair, played baseball, though. And because of the previous things, got nailed with a ball every freaking time at every game. Yeah, but you didn't play for cheaters. I would say... You didn't play for the Houston Astros. It sucked to get hit by balls in Little League. I can't imagine if they're going <laughs> 94 miles an Have hour. Have an MLB pitcher pitching them in at you? So, I don't think that was very cool, Mr. Kelly. <laughs> but I also understand the argument of entertainment. Listen, I've been saying for a long time that we need to have separate sports leagues where we force the players to take steroids and that one week before their games, we take the steroids away and let them rage at each other because I think that would be great entertainment. <laughs> so you keep that league and then you also keep the regular league where it's all clean. We do that in bodybuilding. We have professional bodybuilding and powerlifting where we just let people go crazy. We let them juice up and go absolutely nuts. And then we also have clean bodybuilding and clean powerlifting where we see what can the human body do unaided by unnatural chemicals. And I think that there's a market for both of those things. 
I think I think it should we should we should break it off at amateur sports. So as if you play up to amateur, you should be tested and clean. And once you get to professional, it's your body, it's your vehicle to make money. You should be able to I do whatever you want. I can get on board with that. that. Yeah, because then you could watch the no matter the leagues. sport. So you watch like you could go watch the in, the Indianapolis Indians, yep. and you're like, look, these guys are all clean, they're yep. all natural. Then you can drive up to Chicago, and you can go. Look at these freaks. Yeah. That's the way it should be. <laughs> yeah. The baseball field has to be doubled in size because these guys are just are crank, faster. They're just cranking them out. Yeah. Then they're basically, they could play home run derby at a traditional baseball. That's field. entertainment. I think so too. Right there. I've been making the argument for a long time. Yeah. Make steroids legal again. <laughs> that was, that was the XFL, I think. And every time they've tried it, it's lasted about six weeks. Uh yeah, I'm trying to post. Is in the, the XFL uh, still around? Are they going to be back? No, they're year? bankrupt again. Are they really? Yeah, it's over. Didn't How sad. Long. You know what that makes me think of? The uh, the the meme from The Simpsons where it's the principal Skinner and he's just saying pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> I put in the uh, I put in the uh, the the chat. If you guys go back and look at the Facebook chat that we run every week, if you if you're not in that community, I encourage you to join it because you get all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, there's a little three minute video clip that explains everything. He mocked I talked Korea. About. Uh, that was the name of the guy. <laughs> I know the, <laughs> the name of the player. <laughs> uh, yeah. So baseball's back. By the way, uh, as we, uh, we'll transition into final thoughts, I'll start with I'll start with me. Why not? We'll start with me since I'm on this side of the room. Uh, right now, the uh, the Lakers are a plus forty three favorite in the. Uh, I remember last year, Chase and uh, producer Chris were all over the FanDuel thing. Base uh, basketball is back tonight. And the, uh, there's a, every, the more people that bet, the bigger the line gets. And it went from like Lakers negative four to Lakers plus 43 with an hour to go in the game. You put 50 bucks on, you're going to win 45 tonight. It's a big old teaser. So I got in on that and had some fun, but, uh, and I made the lovely Sarah Morrill join lit today, yesterday too. Cause I'm like, she was so, she was so irritated at me making her do this. I'm like, Sarah, I know you got to get up and get your purse, but there's a hundred, this is literally 150 free dollars. So if we don't do this, we're just being ridiculous. We're going to go burn that Nashville this weekend on Mason. We may as well let FanDuel pay for it for us. So I've got, uh, I got Lakers plus 43 with hopefully thousands of you out there tonight. If you're in FanDuel, you ought to join that or jump on that right now. If you're in Indiana, West Virginia, or Colorado, you guys are lucky enough to have legalized uh, sports betting on your phone. Um, our boy, Joey Molinero was on last week. Uh, had a lot of fun with him. Go back and check that out. He tweeted out something that, uh, that has made my day. And I don't know if you guys saw this on Facebook today or not, but I did. uh, <laughs> you didn't. I did. It's funny. Um, thank you. I, I I think I'm funny sometimes. Yeah. Kate, did you see this? Yeah, I saw it earlier. Joey walking, waking up to zero pro- pro- promotional emails from companies making me question whether they're finally giving up on me and the world's finally coming to an end. I replied because <laughs> I can't help myself. I've been, I've reapplied myself to Twitter this week. I've really tried with the Twitter. I said, even Fox rental car is giving up on me. Normally they send me five a day because I rented a car in Vegas three years ago. Right? Like literally this is a regional car rental company that was the cheapest people available. Mm -hmm. And I think I've used them twice in four years. I tagged them 15 hours later. Hello. I apologize for the inconvenience. Please PM your (laughs) rental agreement number to me to assist you. So I'm like, Oh my God. You triggered a bot. There's a bot. Yeah, Yeah. So I, I replied because I hold everything. I had my Google rental agreement. So I went back and I found the rental agreement, screenshotted it, it, put it in the chat. 
I actually, I just replied back to them and I dragged Joey into it. Okay. Now what? You are a monster. <laughs> Cause I'm hoping I was hoping at some point they're going to be like, Oh my God, we're so sorry. Here's your money back and we can give it to a charity. If you rented so, a car three years ago, Cade, would you even remember the name of the company that rented not. you the car? Yeah. <laughs> not. Let alone keep the rental. Yeah. I was just trying to think of the one in Ford I used last and I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> this is, this is my brain. It's also the world of Gmail where everything is kept. So if they send you a PDF, I don't delete it. I've got it. Yeah, so all I had true. to do is go scrolling Gmail. back through my Fox junk and I had it. Took me 40 seconds to find it. So I had some, I had some fun with that one. It was pretty funny that the bot <laughs> got triggered by that. And it got I triggered by it. that again. It was like, no, you have to DM us. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, I'm just, I give up. I'm not going to DM you because this is obviously not going to go anywhere. But I was hoping at some point I was going to get a real person. Um, yeah. So uh, peer pressures worked on back on episode number 140. This body voted for Mason's 21st birthday party. We're going to go to Nashville, Tennessee. Mm. Today is Mason's 21st. To be planned is what it says. It's happening. Leaving tomorrow. There's two waves. Producer Chris is going. Mason's going. I'm going. And late breaking news. Chase Payton says he's going. He started the damn thing. I I can't believe he's going either, but it's, it's a story. So look for, look for updates next week. If, uh, if there's a show next week, there's a little, (laughs) we're still working that one out too. Cade, final thoughts. Uh, No, I just wanted to give an update on the LNK produce for this weekend. I know uh, we've been having some food trucks and some other things come out. Um, tomorrow, we're having Big Papa's food truck back out for the day. And then Saturday, uh, it'll be a pretty big day. Um, Country Charm Flower Farm will be there. And also uh, Lyra's Glass Garden. And then I think also Greek's Pizza. They'll be out there as well. Greek's Pizza does mobile? Yep. Huh. Very impressive. So... Come out and get your produce. Be the very first Greek pizza in all of Henry County, right at LK Farms. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they've ever been here before. But yeah, that stuff's been working out really well. I think kind of inviting local close businesses in, kind of giving everybody a little more of an outlet to kind of sell their product, especially with the strain that COVID has put on local small business, I think. For sure. Trying to help out. And we've seen a lot of good support from the community. So I think that's something that's worked out pretty well for us this summer. And um, now I was just telling you guys earlier, we're into our own sweet corn. So if you've been waiting for whatever reason, we've got our own sweet corn in there now. So you'll have to come get some. Now is the time. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to go about another six weeks or so, something like that. Yeah, we should have it pretty much all the way through September. Very good. Yep. When you guys take it down, do you have to pick it by hand or does it get knocked down? How does that, how do you, how do you make sure you get the right corn at the right time? I've always wondered that what, on sweet, the sweet corn, sweet corn. We, we, we pick it, uh, we've got a machine picker that we pick it uh, one row at a time and then we sort it before we put it in a box and then we, put it in the cooler and what are you, it, what are you looking for when you sort it? Uh, just young ears. Uh, we, Length, we girth, sort, the usual things. Yeah. We sort out the young ears. Uh, if it's damaged, if it's got bird damage or anything like that. Um, after, after a few decades of doing this, you kind of get an eye for it. You so. get an eye and you just figure it out. Yeah. So it's one row at a time. One row. At that's a time. better than you've told that story. You guys didn't always, you used to be the picker. Yeah, so that's, that's you, somewhat new equipment. If you go, if you go out to the produce stand, there's a wagon out front. It's got a sign on it, and that wagon is where it started. So we used to just grow a sweet corn patch. That's all we grew was sweet corn. And my brothers and I, we would just go out and with my dad and hand pick it in five gallon buckets and throw it in the bed of a truck. And uh, we'd go in the morning, and then we'd come out, set it up on the wagon, and we'd have a hundred dozen or so to sell a day. 
me and my brothers and I would sit out there and sell sweet corn. So it kind of, it's just morphed from that into what we have today. It's grown into this gigantic enterprise. And, and, and actually my dad used the same wagon when he was a kid. So that's how, that's how long we've been doing it. It's fantastic. Yeah. Dakota, what do you know? Uh, I have a couple of things. First of all, I'd like to say thank you to everyone that uh, showed up at the Henry County council meeting tonight. Um, I've seen some posts in different groups of people saying like, uh, Ken and Gray made me get involved in politics. I'd never paid attention to what happened locally, just paid attention to national things and realizing, um, that we elected this person onto the County council made me start paying attention more. So silver lines and everything, uh, that's a great thing more. I've, we've preached it on this show so often that more people need to pay attention to what happens locally versus what is happening on the national stage where you really have no power. And so I think it's a, a, a very good thing. So thank you to everyone that is there tonight, speaking your thoughts, trying to show the council that something has to be done. Um, they, they took a formal position in asking for the coroner to resign just because he was out of the area. I think you can take a formal position whenever you have a councilman who has stepped far past the line of what is considered decent in the 21st century. Also, I want to tell the members of the planning commission, please consider this my formal letter to all of you. Um, please do not vote down 5G because <laughs> a few crazy people come to the meetings. It is very, very important for the infrastructure of this county to continue to improve if we are going to continue to attract businesses that help every resident of the county. The interesting thing on the 5G thing is the Planning Commission can only determine where a site is for telecommunications equipment. Yes. What actually gets installed on that, the federal government says that you don't have the right to regulate that. Right. So for the last seven or eight years, individual jurisdictions don't get to decide what technology goes on a on a wireless installation. The only thing they can determine is where can they go. But the thing with 5G is it's a mesh system. So we have to have more sites for more towers in order for, for it to work cable. efficiently. And it's going to become it's going to become crucial for all cities and pretty much everywhere to have these type of systems for high speed wireless internet to be accessible to all the residents. Otherwise we're going to be left behind in the dust and we're going to be regretting this decision for decades to come, just like we do the asphalt plant and the, the ethanol plant. The opportunity that this area has is that I think Henry County and one other in our economic regional yada, 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 we are on the doorstep. If this gets passed and one other County does it, they'll be eligible. They'll be like at the tip of the spear for funds to actually get these things paid for by the, by the state of Indiana. They make money available. You make yourself broadband ready, quote unquote, and then, and then the development can actually start. And exactly. this area is right on the verge of being the very first one to do it so that that infrastructure comes here. It needs uh, to happen. It's especially in a pandemic. Right? It's so different than windmills. Windmills, there, there is an actual legitimate justification with the fact that the you can't do industrial or residential development in the areas that the windmills are. I get that. That is a legitimate argument. There is not that argument with these towers. It is critical infrastructure that has to be built up. Also, solar farms are a very good thing, and that's all I'm going to say about solar farms. They're right. a great thing. And then um, 
my my other thing would be we have some bonus content that might be pushed out to your feeds um, from the meeting that's coming tonight. Hopefully, we can get that pushed out relatively soon. I just got a message with a Google Drive link, and that is from uh, host Zach Bertram's Ooh. his comments that were made at the meeting tonight. So, hopefully, everybody can get to hear that those things because. Uh, that building is horrible for acoustics, and the only way you're going to be able to hear what those people say is if they have the phone right up next to them, which is what we told them to do. So that is all I have to say. Uh, if we have an episode next week, we'll see you next week. But if not, then we will see you the week after. Thank you for listening to the Boss Hog of Liberty, which is part of the We Are Libertarians network. I am Chris Spangle, and I am the founder of this network. And I invite you to listen to all of our shows, which you can find at wearelibertarians.com or by searching for these in your podcatcher. The flagship show is the We Are Libertarians podcast, where we apply libertarian principles to current events. The Brian Nichols Show is a conversation amongst Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, Independents, as they talk about what is happening in the news. And we have many other podcasts like The Chris Spangle Show, Upward, The Cost, Raw Audio Politics, Miranda's World, and Tad Talk, which is quite a ride. So check all of these out. Go to WeAreLibertarians.com and you can check out all of our great podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at WeAreLibertarians.com.